What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. This week, we have got my client Amanda back for her 30-day check-in. If you remember right, 30 days ago, she made a 90-day declaration that she was going to get an alignment. She was going to start crushing her goals, and we were going to help her do that by holding her extremely accountable and giving her a ton of love and support and awesomeness through utilizing the podcast with 30-day check-in. So today she's back for her first 30-day check-in, an amazing episode. We talk about some growing through things, talk about overcoming some adversities, talk about using some tools and some resources. You're going to love today's episode. Before we jump into that, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode 159, you got to go do it. I'm As the kids say, it's a banger. I'm pretty sure that's what the kid. Somebody says it's a banger. I promise you, it will be a pivotal podcast in and on your journey, and you need to hear it. It's called Wake Up Call. Go check that out after you listen to me and Amanda throw down and get her 30-day update. I appreciate you watching the show. I love you, and I really do. I really want you to hear this. I am grateful that you use your time to support this show, my mission. And the mission is this, disruption, inspiration, and transformation. I want to disrupt the way people are currently thinking because I want them to think better and live better. I want to inspire them to be the best versions of themselves and to create the best version of the world for themselves. And I want to give them tools and resources to transform into that person so they can create the world that they really want to live in. We got to be the change, guys. All right. Love you. Enjoy the episode. What is happening, Miss Amanda? Welcome to the show. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing awesome. So this is your 30-day update show. 30 days ago, we made a, you know, a little declaration that we were going to dive headfirst into kind of the process of getting yourself in alignment with what you want and, and what you're getting and, and all of those things, you know, nutritionally and everything else in life. And so let's just have a little update. So, so where are we? I mean, we started 30 days ago and I think we were around 193 pounds was our, was our number. Um, we got a goal of like 155. Where are we? Um, where are we today? What's going on? Uh, I weighed myself and I was 187. Okay. Awesome. How do you feel about that? Uh, not exactly happy about that. Okay. Why? Cause I don't want to be there. <laughs> well, obviously you don't want to be there, right? Like anybody, yeah. who, anybody who wants to lose, um, wants to lose weight, doesn't want to be where they are. Are you disappointed in that? Um, for, you know, in, in seriously, or do you feel like you could have done more? Like, what is it? What's the feeling that's associated with that? I probably could have done more yesterday. We ate out, which I normally don't do this week. I ate up three times, three different meals was eaten out, which okay. I don't normally do. And I feel like I don't have control of that as much as I can control when I'm cooking my own food. Cause I know exactly what's going in it. Sure. Okay. So, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing to talk about because I, you know, most people eat out, you know what I mean? Like most mm -hmm. people have at least several meals throughout the course of the month that are that are, you know, at a restaurant, at a convention, at work, at somewhere other than, you know, the safety of their own home, for lack of a better term. And so let's talk about that. Is it that when you go out, do you make different decisions than you would make if you were at home? Or, or what's the what's the real thing behind that? Um, well, it's not that I make 
different decisions is sometimes things are just way more challenging to try to be creative on how to make it work. Right. How I eat. Like, for example, I went to Tim Hortons, which is Canadian, but I got a chicken wrap because that's kind of a healthier option. Okay. I got it and it was crispy chicken. I was shocked because I was, I forgot people eat crispy chicken in wraps. I thought it was always grilled. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, am I going to throw this in the garbage or am I going to eat it? I guess I'm going to eat it. So I eat it, but okay. it's not something I would eat or even order. Never mind. So it's okay. just stuff like that, that throws yeah so let's talk about like a new awareness around that then so like the next time you went out to like tim hortons or anywhere and you said hey i'm going to get a chicken wrap would you ask a different question would you say hey is that chicken grilled or is it fried (laughs) yeah totally well in in the picture it was even grilled that's why i was like what the hell is this but anyway it's a great it's a great lesson for for you and for everybody listening it's like you know, we're in, we're in total control of our nutritional intake. And so we've got to get to a comfortable place where, you know, we don't mind asking questions, even if it seems fairly obvious, because what I've learned about, you know, the restaurant world and the nutrition world in and of itself is things are, things aren't always what they seem, right? Like it's, so things aren't just based on a picture isn't always the end product. So great lesson is, Hey, let's just ask more questions. Like, Hey, is this wrap grilled? Is it fried? If it's fried, can I get it grilled? Like, what are my options here? Yeah. And yeah. full out honesty, I was fully prepared. I shouldn't have even ordered something. I had food in my cooler in the car. Okay. I had chicken breasts. I had my protein shake thing and I had veggies. I was just being freaking lazy. So there, right, well, let, let's, let's, there's another thing. It was like, Amanda, let's, yeah, it's like, Amanda, quit being lazy. You have stuff in the car. I think that is a great conversation to have because it's, I mean, listen, I mean, we can call it lazy. We can call it whatever we want, but it's like, this happens to a lot of people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, oftentimes, you know, I hear people say, well, I ordered a, I ordered a pizza, right? From Domino's or wherever people order pizza from, but they had, you know, a salad and grilled chicken and salmon and steak and everything in the fridge ready to eat. They just decided in that moment that, they just wanted or would rather have the pizza. And so it's like, it, that's not, that doesn't have to be a, a derailing or a defining moment in the process. But what we, have to, what we have to hold ourselves accountable to is we can't be disappointed with a number that we didn't earn. And so, and I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean by that is like, we can't look and say, well, that could have been 185 if I wouldn't have blank, I mean, the answer is, well, obviously it could have been, but it's not based on the decisions that we made. So let's, let's roll to current time. If, you know, in, in the feelings you're feeling about the 187 versus the blank, would you make a different decision today if you went out in to dinner? Oh, for sure. Okay. So good. Yeah. So let, listen, yeah. that's, that's a bit, then, that, then we have to look at that as, a, as an, as an opportunity, right? We look at that as a listen, did we, did we do what we wish we would have done in, in the moment? And oftentimes the answer to that's no, for me included. But if I'm willing to learn from it and I'm willing to take like, okay, this is what I was thinking. I was just being lazy. I didn't want to eat the stuff that I had because I'm bored with it. Like whatever it is, right? Like everybody gets bored with food. No, no matter if it's delicious, amazing food. Like I'm assuming people get bored with donuts. I don't know that for a fact, but I would guess that if you ate donuts every day, that some days you might be like, 
don't freaking want another donut. You know what I mean? So for somebody like us, who's eating chicken breast and steak and like, you know, salmon and whatever, it's like some days a chicken breast or salmon or steak just doesn't sound that great. Right. We're human. We're human. You know what I mean? So don't beat yourself up about that, but then also you can't carry that over to say, well, I'm mad at myself because I didn't get the results that I wanted because you know, if we, if we add in all of the, you know, the, the metrics, it's like, well, we got what we deserved. Right. Yeah. And so happy with that. Now let's make different decisions moving forward and, and, you know, and take that for, for what it is. So I think great lesson. And I think moving forward, you'll use that as a tool and a resource and not. So if anybody listening, what I want you to take away from that little exchange is, you know, I said this to you guys on a call the other day, like I got the, I got the opportunity to meet Bobby Bowden when I was really, really young. And, and one of the things that he said that really stuck with me forever was the biggest mistake you can make is practicing the same mistake over and over and over again, right? So it's like, it's okay to make a mistake, but don't keep practicing that same mistake because then it's no longer a mistake. It's actually a decision. And then, you know what I mean? And then you get the yeah. results based on that decision. Mistakes are beautiful because we can learn from them. But if we do it again and again and again, like we have to change our vocabulary and say, Jay, that's no longer a mistake. Like that's me making a deliberate decision not to be in alignment with what I said that I want. So I think it's a great learning lesson. I'm I'm actually happy you went through that because now you've got a new level of awareness around going out to eat. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, let's let's talk about the conversation that you and I had a little bit um, before. So. you asked me a question that I was just maybe a couple of weeks ago. And then based on my answer, you got, for lack of a better term, mad at me, right? Or upset with me or upset just in general for what it is. So let's talk about that. We don't have to talk about the exact question if you, unless you want to. We can. Okay. Like I'm being totally vulnerable. This is what yeah. this is about, right? Yeah. So, so you asked me a question and you said, you know, sometimes I feel like this. Sometimes I feel like that. Who am I? You know, in my yeah. answer. And so one of those was like, Sometimes when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kicking ass. Like I'm doing so good. I feel smaller and I think I'm smaller than the, the scale says I am. Mm-hmm. And then other times I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, beat myself up. Like, you know, I don't want to weigh this. Like it's that, that, you know, that double-edged sword, you know, the angel and the devil. And my response was pretty simple. I just said, you know, you're both of those people, right? And because it's, you're still identifying as, you know, Amanda the blank and Amanda the blank. And as long as you're identifying as both of those people, that is who you are. And you'll make decisions based on both of those people from time to time. And it's not until you get an alignment and you start making consistent decisions with who it is you want to be that things will actually change for you. So tell me, why did you get upset or or mad for lack of a better term? Like just explain to me the process. This is a good lesson for everybody. Okay. Well, I don't know why. I started listening to the call and then I just lost my shit. I basically mm-hmm. took the earbuds out, threw them on the counter, went to the bathroom, started crying, put my workout clothes on and I went for a 5k run. I don't even know why. And I didn't even listen to the whole call. I didn't even finish. I didn't even listen to the beginning part. I didn't listen to, I barely listened to just a smidgen of it. Mm-hmm. Basically enough that triggered me that I was, I snapped. Yeah. Usually I would go grab some food and eat. That's Good. what the old Amanda would have done, but instead I put my workout clothes on and I went for a 5k run, came back and I wasn't done. I was still vibrating. So I went for another four and some K. So I ran like 10 K I was 
not handling the situation very well. And then I journaled about it. I was all upset and, and then I was blasting it to my hubby and he's like, it's okay. Like just breathe. <laughs> and then I'm talking to Jill and she's like, you need to talk to Jay. And I'm like, I'm mad. I don't want to talk to him, but I did. And I sent you a nasty message kind of, and then, uh, you were chill about it and you're like, okay, well, what did you learn from this? I'm like, I overreacted and I, I emotionally overreacted to this. Yeah. And that's what I do is I react with my emotions and I don't know how to think things through. I go like this and I don't know. Yeah, because you breathe. know me, you know me well enough at this stage of our relationship that I'm not a mean person. Like, don't, no. you know, I never want to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm like, but I'm also radically honest, right? Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I just say, hey, this is what this is what I see. This is what I think. And, and that that is what it is. And so I what happened was just looking at the scenario, right? And, and removing both of us from it is you you did, you emotionally reacted to. Something that I bet if you went back and listened to right now, you'd be like, oh, that's not even really that big of a deal. I totally did. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have felt like a dumbass. No, it's not even <laughs> that, what I said wasn't even that crazy. No. Like, and so and so that, that's okay, right? You you reacted emotionally. Now you're aware of that. I'm glad I'm proud of you for getting pissed and then going and doing something physical instead of doing something, you know, eating-wise, like emotionally based, like consuming foods, like that's a win. So I think we can even find wins inside of a chaotic, you know, inside of chaotic emotional behavior. So congratulations on that. And then congratulations on, you know, I mean, listen, leave Dave alone. It's not his fault. Like he did. (laughs) And then, but you know, going to Jill, having a conversation for those of you guys know, Jill is part of our, part of our coaching program. And then I'm glad you sent me like, listen, I'm never going to react emotionally. If you're mad at me, like you get to be mad at me if you want to be like, I'm okay with that. Right. Because I understand that that's just part of the process. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you get to a place that you want to go, that you're not getting on your own. And there's no way I can, there's no way that I can do that without sometimes making you feel really uncomfortable in, in a good, in a decent yeah. way. Right. And so that's all I'm trying to do is like, yeah. I'm trying to apply positive pressure get you to feel uncomfortable, see how you react to that pressure, and then learn from your reaction. And so now I bet if we had some, you know, the next time we have something very similar to that, you won't respond the same way. Like you might get pissed and that's okay. That's what people have to understand. It's, it's okay to have an emotion, but the emotion itself is, is not dangerous. It's our reaction to that emotion that is dangerous. Yeah. You chose a I mean, listen, I mean, did you probably need to go punish yourself and run a 10K? No, but I'm glad you did that versus, <laughs> you know, going and crushing a whole bunch of bad food. So again, another win, you know, packaged up in adversity, packaged up inside of a challenge. And so yeah. you should be proud of yourself for the way you work through that, because next time I, I think you'll work through it differently. I think you'll, you, you might feel the same emotions and that's totally okay, but you know that you're, you don't have to react. To and I'll be like, Oh, I need to change this. I need to stop yeah. and breathe and then yeah. think about how I'm going to react to this. Because most of the time, if we really think about this, and this is me included, this is every human. Most of the time when we react and we get like angry or pissed or whatever, we're secretly a little angry and pissed at ourselves. Like we've got this like internal struggle. That's like, 
you know, that we're kind of mad about. And then if we calm down a little bit, we're, you know, we kind of see that like, gosh, a little bit of that was kind of like on me. Like I was, you know, I, I, I reacted that way because there was a little bit of truth to the, to what was going on that made me uncomfortable. And therefore I kind of responded in the way that I did. But it was kind of like, I list, I listened, I heard, I heard mm-hmm. the negative that I was wanting to hear. Totally. If you know what I mean, it's yeah. like, um, I was listening to, um, that reinvent yourself thing. And it was Mark uh-huh. England. He's talking about the reticular activating system and how you focus on that one thing. Yeah. And I was looking for you to say that negative thing that I've been saying, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. That's why I can't do this. And you said it, and that's all I needed to hear. I'm like, see, nobody believes in me. I yeah. suck. And see, so then I got pissed off. And I'm like, cause he said it. And that's yeah. all I heard. That's all I heard. I didn't actually listen to the whole thing. Right. You didn't, you didn't finish. You didn't, you didn't no. let me finish. And because you would have heard the exact opposite of that. And, and, you know, my, I didn't listen to Mark's thing, but he's totally right. So it's the reticular activating system, your RAS. So your RAS is a portion of your brain for everybody listening that basically filters out everything else that's unnecessary. So it's like, if, if I am looking for something or thinking of something, my, our, my reticular activating system, its sole purpose is to find that in which I am looking for. It's why when you are being like uber negative or you're like, you're upset or you're pissed, you just find more things to be pissed about. It's also why yeah. like we know people that are like, that they just seem to find happiness everywhere they go. It's because that's what they're focused on. So you had your you had preconceived what I was gonna say. And as soon as you heard one of those trigger words, your RAS was like, you know, went off like a slot machine. You're like, I got it. And now I now I have permission to be mad. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think we're looking for that. We look for permission to react in a way that we're used to reacting. So the lesson for everybody listening in, in the the challenge. And the opportunity for you is the next time that you feel that trigger, can you and will you control that reaction differently? You know what I mean? Will you take that deep breath, listen to the entire, you know, the entire answer, and then formulate a response based on the complexity of the answer and not that tiny little component? Well, and I need to change my language. You do. about myself like if I focus on what I see that I love about myself I need to narrow in on that and then well that's why I said you're both right because your language language is both and I I don't want you to be both like I I know to be I want you to be this Amanda I know but I can't lie to you if this if you're still letting this person hang around that's still who you are sometimes right and that's why you get the the you know the differentiation of probably just the overall global emotional state. Like that days when you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm, I'm a badass, I'm doing awesome. Those days are drastically different than the days where you look in the mirror because it's the reticular activating system. Those days you look in the mirror and you're disgusted or you're mad at yourself or you're this, you're, you get more of that all day long. You take it with you everywhere you go. And your language guys, and you, and you know this, is the easiest way to change that. Because if you think about it, all we, I mean, we. We, unfortunately, we have one mouth and two ears, but we use the mouth way more than we use the ears, right? So if we start talking differently about ourselves, you start thinking differently about yourself. So the way you think, the way you speak is will dictate the way you act, right? And we go back to that emotional response. Mm-hmm. If you would have been in a better headspace when you listen to that call, 
like you probably were listening to that call and you were already in like a little bit of a spiral, like a little bit of a negative yeah. space. So of course it was going to be like dynamite blow up on us. But if it would have been like, you know, right now you're in a really, you're, you're in a good headspace. I can tell like you're, yeah. you're happy. You got a smile on your face. If we had that same conversation right now, like you might be like, huh, okay. Like I, and, but you would, it would land so differently. You wouldn't oh, even hear sure. the same thing. Yeah. And, and that goes back to the statement that I always say, like, we see the world as we are, not as it is. And if you go really granular on that and you like just pause and think about that, I don't mean that as like a tree is a tree, a flower is a flower. I'm saying like, we will get what we are looking for. And if we are in a negative headspace in a negative state, you, I could present you with the most gorgeous answer ever. And you'd say, but he said that one little thing, right? It's like when you get in a fight with somebody. It's like, you know, it could be totally thing and they could say that one trigger word and you just lose your brain and you're like, what just happened, right? But we get triggered by certain words and we're in that trigger, we have an emotional, like, it's almost like break glass in case of emergency. We have an emotional response that we're just waiting for. Like, if you say that word, I'm going to lose my shit, right? And we want it. Like, I want you to say it because I want to lose my shit. Yeah. But you know, the beautiful thing about language is we can totally reverse engineer that. And it could be a, it could be the exact opposite, like not getting triggered by words, not getting triggered by things because it's, it's that identity thing we always talk about, right? You can't identify as both these people and think you're not gonna get both of these emotional responses. Yeah. So it's about you starting to identify. And listen, this joker likes to creep in. Like the, the, the negative for everybody, it likes to creep in and see how serious you are about what it is you're saying right? So yeah. it's going to challenge you and it's going to test you. And those are the good days. Like, I love it when I, when I get those feelings of like insecurity or like the imposter syndrome or all that, because it really, it makes me stand up and really be aware of like, okay, am I living in alignment? Am I saying and doing and speaking and being the human that I, I know I want to be, right? So it's a really good reality check. So don't look at it as a negative, Look at it as just a little reality check. And then you have the ability to say, shut up. That's not happening today. Yeah. And you can do all these things, right? Like you've got the skills. Yes. You just got to start putting them into application. So how has it been since you kind of reframed your brain around that, right? Like pissed, irritated, sent me some dirty notes. Um, no, she didn't really do that, guys. Um, I thought, I thought you were, it was very articulately written. Um, well, I did not take it personally. How have you Good. felt? I was like since- picturing you like crossing your arms. <laughs> I don't, you, I mean, you, I'm not, I, what I, the, one of my greatest gifts is I'm, I'm fairly non-reactionary, um, but I didn't, I haven't always been that way. I used to be like a raging psychopath. I've trained myself to just con- <laughs> consume, right? Consume it, digest it, acknowledge it. And then, you know, give a, re- give a response that's like worthy of the human that I want to be. And so, yeah, didn't, didn't bother me at all. I'm like, good. I was actually excited. I'm like, good for her. Right. You know why I say that? Cause it, it, it's important to you. Yeah. Right. If you wouldn't have sent me that note, like it wouldn't have been important enough to you to care enough to send over that, to send over what you sent. So I never take things like that personally because you didn't personally attack me. Like you're yeah. telling me how you, how you felt. And there's never a problem with feeling a certain way. If you're willing to listen to the other person's perspective on what was trying and you did that and I think now you're in a great headspace how has it been since since that like how have you been kind of like moving forward psychologically 
um, working through it. Good. It's not easy. Good. I've had a lot of challenges come up in the last little bit too. And thank God for my circle of peeps because they've been keeping me on point. And it's, and that's what I need to do is when I am drifting off, I need to pull those people closer and connect because that's my safe spot. Right. So yep. I need to keep doing that because it's been a savior. Two great lessons there. It's not, guys, stop, lose the idea, the concept that, that growth and involvement and change, whether it be from a physical or mental and emotional perspective is going to be easy. It, you, you use the proper language there. You said, I'm, I'm working through it, right? I'm, I'm growing through it. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we need to be doing is we need to grow through everything because if we do that, then we get new skills and we get new abilities and then it makes the growth more beneficial. We're not just, you know, powering through it and not learning anything, not growing, not evolving. And then you're hundred percent right. Like we, I talk about circle of success all the time and like accountability groups and all of those things. The key to that is the, the vulnerability that you have to show up with and then the willingness to listen to the truth, right? Things that you may not, right? Because a lot of times we go into an accountability group and we just want people to validate our, our feelings, even if they're bullshit. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I'm kind of feeling this way. Like, would somebody please tell me I'm right? And then we get people to start telling us we're right. And they're like, I knew I was right. Like, we need accountability groups that are like, hey, Amanda, like, I hear you. I love you, but that's some bullshit. Right? That's really that's kind yeah. of what we, that's kind of what we need, right? Like yes. that's a real that's a real accountability group. It's like, hey, I hear you. I can see where you might be feeling that way, but it sounds like you have a little bullshit going on too. Let's fix that, and then I think that will help you get to where it is you want to go. And then you have to receive that and be like, I appreciate that, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. All right. One eighty-seven. What are we going to do the next 30 days? I don't care if you give me a number, like what's the new directive? Like what's the, what's our, what's our outcome that we're looking for in the next 30 days? Um, I'm going to be doing that re um, framing technique. Okay. Love it. I'm going to be crushing that. Okay. Getting into that, I guess I shouldn't say crushing it, yeah. but getting into that more. Uh, Cause we used to touch on that. And then I kind of was like, oh yeah, I got this. Like, yeah. you know, somebody talks negative and I just switch it which I'm pretty good about, but I, the thinking part, I'm good or removing myself from situations I'm okay with, but it's yeah. the emotions I need to work on. Yeah. What Amanda's talking about guys, I teach a reframing technique on how to handle adversity, like from a psychological perspective, it's just a few questions you ask yourself, what I'll do for us. Amanda's all kind of retouch on that in the group, in one of our coachings to give you just like a fresh, you know, like a, a fresh perspective on it. So I'll do that for you, but yeah, keep doing that hammer down on that because that will really give you if you would have reframed that our scenario, right? Like that, there's a massive amount of growth in 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 that. Sorry, so you're gonna you're work on the reframing technique. What else you got? Um, I'm gonna actually work on a storytelling thing. Okay. This story mm -hmm. that I've portrayed for myself back when I was about 12 years old. Totally. I am going to work through that. And Perfect. I love it. Yep. You know, and th those things I want you, I want. You, you know this because we talk about this all the time that's that's going to bring up some stuff right that's that's going to be something you're going to have to grow through because you know when we start to rewrite our stories guys if it was if it was rainbows and unicorns we wouldn't be rewriting it we'd be riding that damn unicorn all around right we'd be, yeah. we'd be having we'd be having a party 
So we always, we're always trying to rewrite a story that we really don't resonate with anymore. And just because it's your past doesn't mean you have to relive it or resonate with it. You have to find the ability to turn that into a tool and a resource, you know, as use it as an advantage. Like I know people that have gone through some trauma and some craziness that now use it to their advantage, which sounds crazy on the surface, but if you look at what they do and how they've utilized that, it's super powerful. So do that. I can't wait to hear more about that. What else you got? I'm going to nip my eating right in the butt. Okay. Going to get it on point. I was doing cool. good there. And then I kind of had a little round page there this week. So that's why I'm not surprised by my numbers. That's okay. Because I was down to 184. Hello. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then when I gained the three pounds, I'm like, well, you did eat out three times this yeah. week. And so you know. 184 would have had us just on the cusp of 10 pounds in a month. I know. I, yeah. I was like feeling like a champ. So that's why I was like, well, you kind of slacked this week, Amanda. So you don't really deserve that. Okay. So let's listen. Let's just put a new awareness around that. Yeah. Let's say, okay, look, this is important to me. So my decisions are all going to be predicated on, does it make the boat go faster? Does it get me to where I want to go in the next 30 days? Love it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Your workouts are always great. So that's not, I mean, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. And I want to actually start meditating again. Wow. I used to do yeah. it all the time and then I yeah. just quit, you know, cause whatever. Anyways, well, I'm getting, I'm getting back into that again. So there's my uh, month. I'm not going to go too crazy. Cause do not go crazy. Those are all things that you can implement and, and use and to get, to stay in alignment and, and keep on the track that you're going on. So I'm in, I'm in favor of all those. And I can't wait for our, uh, for our next 30 day check-in uber proud of you. Don't care about the 187. I think it's great. I think we'll be better next month. And that's all I really care about is, is progress. Like there's no such thing as perfection. So let's keep moving the ball forward and, and let's just have a massive, uh, successful 30 days. Yeah. All right, buddy. Proud of you. We'll see Amanda again in, in 30 days, guys. So Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week with another awesome episode. We'll see you guys in a bit.